Hi, I'm Len, and you're listening to the Middle Manager Show. This show is for those who just got promoted to manager and have no idea where to start, and for those who are caught in the middle of the big boss in their team and wondering if they're doing things right. Join me and my guests as we talk about real life challenges of middle management. So hi everyone, this is Len and you are listening to The Middle Manager Show. So today is a continuation of our discussion about managing in a diverse workplace. Last week, we started it already with Jonathan Yabut and today we have another special guest all the way from Germany. So let me give a short introduction. Our special guest for today is Karen Banson or also known as Ken. She is currently head of product under the OLX Group based in Berlin, Germany. She joined the Naspers group of companies in 2013 as a user interface engineer at Pinoy Auto Trader, a car vertical in the Philippines that was acquired by Sulit.com.ph that eventually became OLX. So for those who are not aware, Naspers is a global internet group and one of the largest technology investors in the world. So some love brands under this that might be familiar with you will be Avito, Property24, Automoto, to name a few. So today, she will take us through her journey from moving from the Philippines to Germany and growing into the role from engineer to manager to head of product in a diverse workplace and culture. And of course, if we have more time, we will also take a dive into how it is like to manage in a tech company. Welcome, Ken, to the show. How are you? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm I'm doing fine and excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so of course we'll go straight to to the point. This is of course all about you know giving advice or also sharing our experiences as managers, right? Mm-hmm. For to to start with, describe to us your current role and how did you get there? Okay, so I'm currently the head of product in a classifieds company. So when we say classifieds, that means like buy and sell. Other similar companies are like eBay, Shopee, Carousel, Wallapop, Letgo, those kinds of companies. So my background is in front-end engineering and design. So that was where most of my opportunities came from. So I was able to be a web developer and manager of creatives in a marketing team. I didn't realize that so many of the soft and hard skills that I picked up in previous roles were super useful to product management. It seems like there were a lot of skills involved and a lot of a lot of different skills that either you had to learn or you already know you've already mastered previously, right? You mentioned something about realizing how the soft and hard skills you picked up in your previous role were useful to your your job in product in product management. So what are those skills that you felt were useful to you now that you're when you went through the managerial role? I, I started as a front-end engineer, but I would say like most of the soft and hard skills I picked up were related to design and UX research. Um, it's because when you're doing design, you kind of always have to be translating what people give you as feedback, not simply take everything you see and hear as feedback at face value. And I think this is super important also as a manager, and especially in a, in a, diverse, um, in a diverse group of, of people. Actually, there is, a, there is a way of doing 
of doing work, right? Um, one of, if I remember it correctly, it's called design thinking, wherein mm-hmm. you immerse yourself and actually observe people because, as you said, if they sometimes they don't know what they need. So the best yes. way to find out how to solve their problem is to actually observe them, right? Being in a tech company, it really sounded like everything was fast-paced. From an individual worker or contributor, and then you you're, you get promoted to manager. There is also that expectation of, of management of or the company that you can do more, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it will push you to the edge wherein you're already at that point that why am I doing a lot of things, right? Like, I guess my, my question mm-hmm. then will be, how did you manage this mindset or how were you able to expand your capability to to handle more things than the usual or when you compared to when you were an individual contributor? I'll step back to the first time I actually managed people. And this was way back in, I think, 2014 or 2015 in OLX Philippines. I was managing a group of creatives and and it was a bit of a different environment because it was in a marketing space. And um, I remember, I just remember that then I felt so much weight of responsibility that ultimately all the deliverables, like the buck stops with me. If uh, someone is late or someone else cannot finish on time, I have to be the one to finish it. And also because you want to give everyone the space to be creative. I mean, that's the point of creatives. You need a lot of breathing room to get really good quality output. So that first experience was fun, but also it made me want to maybe take a break from management. So when I moved to Berlin, I was actually super happy to be an individual contributor again. And I think in our sec- second time around, it's, it became very organic. In, in our company, we consider product managers, even if nobody's directly reporting to them, to be also managers because they report to um, directors of product or heads of product, and then they are responsible for strategy and things in their domain. And they influence a team of engineers, analysts, uh, researchers, even though nobody is directly reporting to them. So it's a different kind of management. Because usually the overwhelming part for people is doing the work that they used to do or a, a higher level of it, plus people management. Going back to the, the one point that you mentioned, you know, um, product managers as managers in their role without having to, without having direct reports, uh, would that mean there's really more managing across and up versus down? Uh, and how, the, how does that look like? Uh, there's a lot of managing across and up and down. Like down would be your immediate team. Across would be other PMs, local markets. And then up would be, of course, your heads and your directors and the leadership team. Um, there's a lot of influencing without authority. You need to be able to get people to move, to get them behind a vision, even if ultimately you're not the one, you know, giving them their performance reviews at the end of the year. So you have to also work with the managers of the people you're working with. Definitely, even from my experience, when the first time I became a manager, there was a year or two wherein I wasn't managing anyone directly under me, but uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of tasks that involves me 
getting other people to do also what I need them to do to get to 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 finish a project or a campaign. Like, would you like to share what were the growth pains of being as a of being a manager? Like, when when you decided to take on that path, what were the growth pains that you had to overcome? So maybe I'll start with why I was very hesitant to get into product in the first place. It was because I have had very specific experiences and I've also seen people's horror stories about working with product managers that promised the world but could not deliver. And I did not want to be that person. And my manager told me, like, you don't have to be. You can use your strengths. You don't have to shy away from the fact that you're technical and you can use it um, to make sure that, you know, you can deliver really, really good, really rational, grounded, down-to-earth, pragmatic uh, paths for your team. And I said, okay, let's give it a try. And then I think the growing pains were being afraid to give really, really strong feedback to people. And this goes back to the first time I was a manager. And then the second time around, it was more about um, being afraid to assert something that I knew was right. And this comes over time, though, because, I mean, there's no practicing that before you're in the <laughs> before you're in the role and it's very common that you will encounter many people maybe trying to influence the direction the path or i don't know goals KPIs that they want your team to hit and it's like design everyone has an opinion and you have to figure out the best way forward given everything you hear because you can't please everyone and maybe you're you have a broader perspective than the individual feedback you would hear so it really took some time to get confident with that and uh, i had to rely on my team to you know to also help me build that confidence when you got to berlin and you were able you had those two years to to to, to at least learn right the ways on how to how they work the culture so that you can yes. function well in a diverse work workplace what were what were those things or maybe cite some examples i was very surprised to see in retrospectives for example team retrospectives people bringing up um actively the fact that hey team let's avoid working on weekends let's avoid working overtime and whenever i would do it i would get like friendly jibes like why are you still here you should be home and then, and I didn't take it so seriously until one day I had a serious chat over beers with a friend and he said like, yeah, that's really not good. Like you're setting a pace that we can't sustain because you can't work on weekends every weekend and you can't work overtime every week. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we, we really should avoid it because it becomes a vicious cycle. And also whatever emotional thing was tied to working um, working too much or working late or overworking, like I had to learn that, yeah, my worth is not about how hard I work. It's about the results I bring. And it's not even just about the results. It's about the space, the culture I'm able to create for my team. Those are really wise words. Getting into the next question that I wanted to ask, right? If there's anything else that you might have missed, but the next question is really, how did you grow into the role of a manager in a diverse workplace and in a new country? Um, well, honestly, I found it easier in a new country 
and in a diverse workplace to communicate and be myself because they're constantly adjusting to others and you're also constantly adjusting. You're all trying to be sensitive, all trying to, you know, get a feel because you're not all from the same background. So you don't take for granted the things that you would take for granted, for example, if you're in a group of Filipinos. So I found this lack of cultural status quo. I found it quite freeing because, I don't know, in homogenous groups, it's very palpable. And if you are someone outside of that homogenous group, this cultural status quo is really palpable. And when you're in a diverse group, it feels really different. And to me, it was quite freeing. Maybe some other people would be really uncomfortable or they would be looking for something closer to something they're familiar with, but I really liked it. How did that translate to you being a manager? Like, be you know, having that having that feeling that everything's freer in, in quote-unquote, right, uh, in the new environment. How did that translate to you managing your own team? I have two management experiences, right? One in a homogeneous space and one in a really diverse space. I found that I had to learn really... Flex to be flexible, really flexible leadership methods, leadership styles. If you're in a place where even working styles are diverse, some people work from home, some people come whenever they want, some people have kids, they work in the evenings because mornings are for family. You suddenly need very, very tangible um, sources of feedback, of direction, of growth opportunities that you have to give to people. So, yeah, and you learn so much about different cultures and whatever their impact is on people's working styles. So you'll see, for example, and, and this is not to generalize, okay, like you just see the effect of people that come from very bureaucratic or hierarchical um, cultures and those that come from very, you know, egalitarian cultures, they really behave so differently. And it's so interesting to see everybody mingling and adjusting to each other. That actually sounds exciting. Like, at least for me personally, it, it's exciting because you're not only boxed in a certain way of of communicating and managing and even leading, right? Not only not only those who report to you, but also those around you. So in a way, there's a lot of space for self growth, I guess. So so that's that that for me is actually very very interesting. So one more question under you know. How do we manage in, in a diverse workplace? What will be what will you consider as your hardest challenge as a manager while you're working in a diverse workplace? And if you can share the experience and how you handled it. I guess it's being aware of your own biases and emotional reactions to things. And this is in the context of relationship building because in a diverse environment, building relationships and building trust really varies so much from person to person, culture to culture, and it really opens your mind. And you're kind of forced to really assess how you're reacting to people because you might be noticing that you're reacting differently to different people or certain people trigger a strong reaction in you and you have to figure out why. And you can't bank on the comfortable uh, explanations that you might find if you were in a different space maybe. And I guess that was really helpful. Um, it was hard because 
Yeah, there's no easy answer or there's no easy conclusion because there is no singular conclusion that that goes for everyone. But then afterwards, it also teaches you to be more patient, to let some things develop over time, that you don't have to have knee-jerk reactions. Like, I don't know, if if someone you're working with is having an emotional moment, either either they're super sad or super angry, and then you're able to be the calm one that it took a while before I was able to get to that place. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, the other thing that you would need to build on is emotional quotient when you're climbing up that that ladder, right? Or when you're managing, which understandably, of course, it's, uh, I agree with you, it's hard. It's hard to do that. And, and to your point, there's no one advice that fits all of the scenarios because it's still different in terms of you know the situation the context and who you're talking to or who you're managing right we are running out of time but we will continue this discussion next week and still with our guest Ken to talk about managing in a tech and digital company so tune in next monday at 6 p.m manila time and don't forget to follow and subscribe on spotify and youtube and instagram at the Middle Manager Show and join our private LinkedIn community to get more resources and also connect with other managers. So till the next time, I am Len and this is the Middle Manager Show.